Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 280, Meeting and Reassigning Our Protectors. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world. It's good to be back with you. And I so enjoyed meeting so many of you last week on the live podcast. We'll definitely do that again. Thank you so much for those who contributed your questions, your thoughts, because that really made it a very interactive experience. And I'm sure we all learned from it. Now, last week, I gave you a lot of dates relating to this beginning of February and This podcast is taking place during that time and certainly around the time of this new moon in Aquarius alongside the Chinese New Year of the Wood Dragon. So happy new year. And what are we celebrating? As before, I mentioned about how the dragon energy was about creativity, abundance, new life, opportunities. And also remembering that the dragon also has the qualities of transformation, which means that sometimes we have to let go of something before we can create something new. And this is very much the theme of this Pluto in Aquarius at the beginning of Aquarius, bringing in new ways of being, something that has not been seen before. And we're seeing that both within ourselves and around the world. The old ways of doing things are not working. Let's just stop doing them. Believing that war can bring success and happiness is never going to work. We have to have new ways of coming together and finding abundance for all. And I think this year is going to show a lot of those ideas coming into fruition. But I just want to also talk about the dragon energy as something which is really part of a much wider scheme. And much of that is in our mythologies. So you may know of dragon energies within your mythologies, but it's often also the serpent energy. So sometimes we just have to put those two together. It may be the the Nagas of India as a serpent, or it may be a dragon as we might see in Chinese or Japanese mythologies. And both of those represent this creative energy, but also the idea of eternity, infinity. And one of the ways of looking that is that in the beginning is that dragon energy, and it it takes place within the center of our sun, the center of our galaxy, the center of the universe. So it's not a being, it's actually describing something that is rich, potent, vital, has that vigor in it that I mentioned around the the time of the Imbolc. So this energy is there sitting in the center of our sun. And the sun has been described as a dragon in training, which I kind of like that idea. So when we see solar flares or solar winds or something happening We're seeing the dragon test out its fire, test out its ability to create. And that our planet itself came from something that happened in the sun 
that created that core of our earth, which is very hot, <laughs> that has both what we call a solid core and then a liquid core. But both of those essences came from the sun or a star system, if you want to look at other planets. And then if we come from the center of our planet, we also have within us that fiery energy, that dragon energy. And we might describe that as our heart. And out of the heart comes the blood vessels. And I describe that out of the center of our earth, we see those dragon lines, which are the blood vessels of Gaia. Now, putting all that together, I also want you to understand that many, many mythologies talk about the geographic axis or the rotational axis around which the earth moves every, every day. And so what we see is this core, this pole, often known as the tree of life, around which the earth rotates. So that particular pole shifts very slowly over time, and it gives to our understanding what we call the true north or the true south, depending where that pole is pointing. So at the moment, it's pointing to what we call the pole star, which is definitely Polaris, we, we call it that, but it's pointed to other stars over 26,000 years because it takes that long for this particular pole to point to different parts or different constellations in the sky. But the one constellation that is connected to that pole is called the Draco system. And that Draco system can be related to both dragons and serpents. Different, um, different words come out of that. And so you might think of that tree that Adam and Eve looked at in the Garden of Eden, and around it was wound that serpent that talked to Eve, talked to Adam. And it is seen that in many, many cultures that when we can align to that true north, true south, that pole, we come back to that point of, point of singularity, that nodal point, that centering of ourselves. So that when we're off center, we are not in tune with that dragon energy that will lead us to eternity, to infinity. And that really was why I decided today to look at what takes us off track, what distracts us. And when we can come back into our center, we're aligning both to our own true north, our own beingness, but also the true north of the sun, the universe, the galaxy, etc. In other words, coming back in line is back in line with the, the, the observation, the rotation, the, the matrices, the energies that directly come from the universe. We're not living in our own little box and, or even our own little circle going round and round in circles. We're aligning to something that involves everything. Uh, a universal intelligence. So I wanted to give you the big picture. And I love to say, just to finish with this, that when I was in Egypt and I was listening to how the temples, the pyramids may be lined up, that understanding of 
some of the temple doors pointing to this pole star or wherever the pole star was at that time of their building, those stars were often called the indestructible stars. And when I heard that word, I thought they're really talking about inf infinite stars, eternal stars. It's as if once we align to this, we know ourselves in our fullness, our eternalness. And many traditions understood this importance of coming back to our center, our here and now, in order to have that experience. So I'm going to lead you mainly for the rest of this podcast in a meditation. If this isn't suitable for you now, again, please wait until you can be still, close your eyes when you're safely away from trying to drive or anything else that you may be doing. So if you're ready, let's just close our eyes. Take a few deep breaths. I like to do that short breath in, long out breath down through your body. And what you're doing on every subsequent breath is releasing everything that's going on in your head, all the chatter, all the thinking, and just come into the body, the here and now. Feel your feet on the ground, if your feet are on the ground, or if you're lying down, just feel the bed or the couch underneath your body. It's when we are empty, when we are in no sense, that we can really tap into the, the deep knowingness of what's going on. Breathe out all the thinking, the wanting to know from the mind so we can find the answers through the heart. What we're doing in this meditation is going in look of parts of ourselves that may have come to fruition into power in the early parts of our life to help us get through the early parts of our life or even to be able to live on this planet. So we may have parts of us that helped us to fit in, helped us to stay safe, helped us to survive. But what's happening now is that they have not been switched off they may be even running the show. And so instead of just being a protector that came in when we were young, as we are now at the age we are, they may still have too much of a dominance in our life. And it may be time for us to ask them to step back, retire, change their function. But first we have to meet them. And as we go into this meditation, I'm going to suggest to you that rather than saying this person made me do this or this happened and therefore really ask yourself what part of my persona, what subpersonality do I need to meet that has been protecting me for all this time but may now actually be sabotaging me. So... Without too much thought, let's enter into our hearts. And through your heart, see yourself outside a cave. 
Your cave may be up in the mountains, down by the sea, wherever you want it to be, but don't go into the cavers yet. Just become aware of the sounds around you, what you can see, what you can feel like the sun on your face or the ground under your feet. You are there in front of the cave entrance and you understand that within this cave you are to meet parts of you that have protected you but now may be holding you back, distracting you. First, before you go in, we need to make sure we have someone who will guard the entrance. And we're going to call on them now. They may be someone who is still alive or someone in spirit or just someone who you trust. But there's someone that you can rely on to be at the front of that entrance and to maintain a secure place for you. See them now. And they're so pleased to come and help you. So pleased to see you. They're honored that you've asked them to help. And now, whether you carry a light with you or you go into the darkness, start to make your way inside the cave entrance and down the passageway. And go deeper and deeper. Now, as you go deeper, you find that the light outside is dimming and now you can no longer see the outside light. But you feel determined to keep going, knowing that your loved one is guarding the cave entrance for you. You may feel your way through your feet, through your hands, quieter and quieter as you go deeper. Now you come into a large cavern. There is a, <clears throat> a dim light, but it is very dim. But you see that the cavern is relatively empty. But you do see that there are openings, passageways off this cavern. And we're going to call upon a part of you, a persona, subpersonality that has been your protector probably since childhood. They have words, they have ways of holding you safe, reminding of you what you need to do. Maybe it's to be a good person, a good girl, good boy, do the right thing, stay safe. So let's call on them now. Out of one of the passageways comes a part of you that always is whispering in your ear to keep you safe. Could be human, it could be animal, but let's see who appears. Who's appearing to you now?
How do they look? If they're human, how are they dressed? What age would you give them if they're human? And what words have they used to you to keep you safe? Phrases, attitudes, maybe just to hide. What words or actions do they suggest to you to protect you? And when did they come in your life? And why did they come into your life? Hear the answers now, let them speak. How are they stopping you reaching your full potential now? What ways in which listening to their words or their actions, how does that stop you now? Now, before we make any decisions what we're going to do here let's just ask them to step one to one side and i'm going to suggest that we call on one other protector again we could see them maybe sabotaging your life what other protector needs to step forward and talk to you How do they look? Maybe you give them a name because of their actions or their words. When did they start working with you and why? How are they not helping you at this time to reach your center, your point of infinity? Now ask them to step to one side. Before again, we do anything to reassign their activities, to ask them, to do things differently or perhaps even retire them. Have the courage just for a moment to look into the depths of the cave. You may not see them clearly. You may not see anything. You may just hear something. But there is some part of you, a deep, eternal part of you, that is awaiting your attention beyond these distractions. Step forward, listen, look. You may see something, may hear something, but who is waiting for you 
what part of you is waiting for you as the indestructible part of you. See, feel, hear it now. Now, knowing you can always come back, talk to that part of yourself or go deeper into the cave. Let's come back to the one or two characters you may have met. And you have a choice. You can say, I would like you to continue working with me, but in a different way. Or I'm going to retire you. Or I'm going to send you on a long holiday. But you always have to say thank you. Thank you for taking care of me up to now. You did a great job. But perhaps now something different needs to happen. Make your choices now. Now it's time to leave the cave. You can choose to bring those characters with you if you know them. If you do, you need to face each of them in turn, including the one at the back of the cave and say, I accept you as part of me into my heart. Do that now if you are ready to bring one, two or three of these characters back with you. And now, make your way back along the passageway, rising, rising up, up towards the light, feeling more whole, more complete, more excited, until you come out of the cave and there is your loved one who is so pleased to have been asked to help you and congratulates you for going so deep and integrating these parts into yourself. And with thanks to them, gently bring your awareness back to the room where you are. And in your own time to open your eyes. Now, of course, I suggest to you that you make notes of your findings, knowing you can go back, use the same meditation, go back if you didn't get everything you needed or want to do this again. You can also go back and meet that character at the back of the cave. But this is a time for us to recognize what's distracting us, what's pulling us away that was once helpful but isn't now. And I'll finish by just telling a little of my story. Years ago, I had some pain in my middle back. And when I visualized what was, what was there, I felt these hands on my back, this subpersonality. And I said, who are you? And it said, I'm the pusher. And I said, what's your purpose? Well, to push you forward because you were so shy as a child. We had to push you forward. And I laughed. I said, well, now we're going round and round in circles. You're just pushing. And he says, I don't care. All I have to do is push you. Doesn't matter that you're not going anywhere constructive. 
And so we made a plan together. I said, please push away from me everything that is not in harmony with my soul and push towards me everything that is. I reassigned my pusher and it's worked extremely well for me. So I hope that gives you some guidance as to what you may do with your characters, recognizing that most of them came in for a good purpose, but after a while they distract us and even become our saboteurs. Until next time, be well, be in harmony with yourself and know that you are loved. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Tumblr, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heartspeed.